Hey, it's the first Prez Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the first Prez Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of the Monday check-in. I'm Damon Jensen Heitman. I'm one of the pastors of First Presbyterian Church Hastings. Joined by Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church of Hastings. Glad to be here with you today as mm-hmm. we are midway through the season of Advent. We just yeah. celebrated Advent 2, for those in the know, the second Sunday of Advent. Mm-hmm. Do you think anybody noticed that I mixed up the traditional Advent themes this year? Do you mean you, you think that you're doing them out of order? Yeah, do you think anybody has noticed that? No, I don't think so. Um, because I, <laughs> I don't think that it matters. Right. Or that anybody cares. There is one person that noticed. No. Huh? Eric Nielsen. Because he, nor- he cuts and pastes <laughs> well, the slides sure. from, year to year. from year to year. He goes, Greg, last year for the first Sunday you did hope. And this year you did peace. And I said, okay. <laughs> right. So there is a traditional order that these things go in. In my first two years that I was the pastor here, I would Google it to make sure that I was doing it in order. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that I'll do it in whatever order makes the most sense with the scriptures that I'm right. reaching on and with the themes that I want to get across. Right. Still sticking with the four traditional themes, but mm-hmm. not necessarily in the order. So this year... We did peace first because the scripture, the Isaiah prophecy, was they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. That, to me, lends itself to thinking about the theme of peace as opposed to joy or hope or love. I suppose. Though I think it could certainly also be a hopeful thing. It could be a hopeful thing. Yeah. I think that the, I think the, the Advent themes, I think in, like if, in order, should always be in quotes. Okay. Because we, I, we, t- we do tend to think of them as, well, this is traditionally the peace, peace, hope, love, and joy, or however, whatever. I but, think it's hope, peace, joy, love. I think that's the traditional order. Right. And so but I flip-flopped hope and peace this year. Sure. But even that, like that tradition doesn't, it doesn't date back. No. To the scriptural witness, or it doesn't even date back to 100 years ago. No. It dates back to about 50 or 60 years ago. Correct. So, how how large of a capital T are we putting on tradition in this context? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Right? Yes. So, I, I don't care. You light the pink candle on the first Sunday. <laughs> Ooh. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They're all just there. Like, I guess whatever order we are reminded of the things that we believe in, like, whether we're reminded that we're people of hope first or people of peace on the first week, mm-hmm. I, I, that can't possibly matter, can it? I mean, I think if we're covering all our bases, we're covering all our bases. Right. The order in which we cover the bases, different from baseball, right. uh, is not relevant. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so this year we, we did. We started with peace because of the nation shall not lift up sword against nation. 
beating swords into plowshares and spears and pruning hooks. Last uh, last week, which is just yesterday, Sunday, um, we read, um, and I picked hope because mm-hmm. uh, a, a shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and to me, that's a, a hopeful image. And it also gets into the peaceable kingdom, which could also be peace, but also is a hopeful image, right? Sure. So we went with hope uh, this past week, and this week uh, we're going with joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like there's overlap between all of these things. Right? Indeed. Like a shoot coming up out of a stump could also be a joy. Like you could think of that as a joyful sort of a thing. We could as well. Like, yeah. I think it's also it's a very hopeful image as well and it's all shrouded in love right right advent is 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 celebrating this act of love of of the incarnation of of god coming to earth as jesus emmanuel right Mm -hmm. and so love could be an appropriate theme any one of the sundays of advent Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah for sure and i think it is yeah (laughs) i think that's actually the theme most sundays yeah or somewhere yeah. It's shaded in it. I, I, least, I think right? we use the term love multiple times each Sunday. And yeah. It's true. So I'm glad that nobody, other than Eric, besides Eric, <laughs> came up to you after the service and said, Isn't today supposed to be the Sunday of peace? Yeah. I was like, No, that was last Sunday, <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. And next year, here, this. What would really throw people off, though, and I, I don't think I'll do this, is that I have seminary classmates who have gone with four completely different themes. Yes, I've done that before. You have done that? Mm-hmm. Yep. I've done, so I, one year that I remember doing is um, the overall theme for Advent was like birth, birth means, right? So what does birth mean? Right. Okay. And so one Sunday was okay. So birth means preparing in some way. Birth means um, expectation. And so we talk about expectation. And what are we actually expecting? And what are we actually preparing for? Okay. In the season of Advent, um, birth means whatever the case. I forget what the four of them were, but yeah, just throw them out. Yeah. We still like candles. We do all that sort of stuff. Um, We have an additional layer at this church. It is, again, not a tradition that dates back that far, but it's the procession of the banners Mm -hmm. in addition to lighting the candles. Yeah. And we have banners that have those four words, hope, joy, peace, and love on them. And so if we did change the words, we couldn't use the banners necessarily. No, you couldn't. And we didn't use the banners my first year here, which was December, my first Christmas season here, which was December of 2017. Mm -hmm. And I heard about it. Well, sure. (laughs) I didn't know said banners existed, nor that they were supposed to be used. Nobody told me until after Advent, and somebody said, how come you didn't use the banners? And I said, what what banners? banners? (laughs) (laughs) And then I found them stuffed in the closet. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Apparently, they had not been used in a few years <laughs> right? Uh, through some interims, and we resurrected the banners, and mm-hmm. they're in use again. 
Uh, and it's delightful. I like the banners. Yeah, it's kind of like um, I think it's Deuteronomy, maybe, where they've they've like they find the book of the law that would like just been like got put in the closet someplace and everybody kind of forgot about they it. They find it like literally when they're actually cleaning, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, they're like yeah, I think they're maybe doing. There's like a construction project. Yes, going on, and then oh, they <laughs> they find it and then they have a big party. Yeah, about it. So, at any rate. So, this week... Well, this is the Monday check-in. Joyful. <laughs> joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Oh, that... Yeah. I picked joy to the world. But I could have gone with joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Neither is fine. Okay. What's the traditional? <laughs> what, <laughs> what does tradition dictate that we Actually... Sing? Joy to the World mm-hmm. was not written as a Christmas song. It was written as an... I think just a, a joyful song celebrating Jesus. Um, that is in the hymn notes on in the Purple Presbyterian Hymnal. If you're bored and you open up to Joy to the World and read the hymn notes on the bottom, it says this was not... Sir Isaac Watts or something wrote it. Sounds and it says this was not written initially as a as a Christmas hymn, but it's been adapted as a Christmas hymn. Well, there you go. And that's what we're singing? We're, in the response after the assurance of pardon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And the third verse is, no more let sin and sorrow reign, nor thorns infest the ground. And so I thought that seems like an appropriate response after the assurance of pardon. Mm-hmm. And it's the song Joy to the World, yeah. and the theme is Joy for the Week, so it just kind of ties all together. Well, that'll be good. That'll bring joy to people's I think so. lives, if such a thing can be done. <laughs> uh, so the Monday check-in. What we're going to do eventually is uh, we're going to... What we would usually do is we would usually preview the scriptures that we're going to use for the upcoming Sunday and talk a little bit about them, have a little mini Bible study. This coming Sunday is a little bit different. Maybe we'll get into that in a little bit of a moment. Uh, and then we switch gears and talk about life of the church, First Pres Hastings. So, uh, but first we'll do an opening prayer. I, th- I don't, is it me or you? You uh, or I? I'll take it. Okay. God of peace, God of hope, God of joy, God of love, thank you. Thank you for bringing these themes back to us each year and the opportunity you give us to reflect on them through the reading of your scripture and the season of Advent. May this season of Advent once again be a season of preparation, of anticipation, of expectation, and of hope. As we study your word, may it speak to us and remind us of our call to serve you and to love one another. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. This upcoming Sunday, the third Sunday in Advent, uh, Joy Sunday, as we all know, um, is also, at First Pres, this is going to be our children's pageant. Program. Program. Mm -hmm. Um, Angels Aware. Yes. Traditional Angels Aware. (laughs) Traditional dating back to 1987, but no earlier, because that's when it was actually first published. That was the debut Yes, okay. and I starred in Angels Aware in 1988. Were you the star? 
Uh, I was there a star? one of there is a lead role, Michael the Arch. But no one portrays the star. No, I was not okay. the star. I starred in. I was not the mm-hmm. star in. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, my church growing up, Flagstaff Federated Community Church in Flagstaff, Arizona, which was uh, a federated Methodist and Presbyterian church, bought Angels Aware the second year it was in circulation and put on a production of it. My children's choir directors were named Peg and Speed Campbell. Peg was a nurse at Flagstaff Medical Center. Speed was a literature professor at Northern Arizona University, but they were the children's choir directors. Okay. And Peg and Speed Campbell put on the production of Angels Aware in 1988, and I was cast in the role of Michael the Archangel. So those songs that our kids are going to sing on Sunday are embedded deep in the recesses of my brain from when I was was 11 years old and in Mm -hmm. this production. Okay. So are you going to have a cameo in this year's? I am not. Fair enough. I am, however, going to wear my white robe on Sunday because the kids will all be dressed in white as angels. Mm -hmm. And we're going to invite the whole congregation to dress in white uh, to support the kids Mm -hmm. and to be part of the Angels Aware production. In fact, we're doing it right now. This is your invitation. Consider yourself invited. Wear white to worship on Sunday. Uh, We know it is past Labor Day but we make an exception to support the kids in Angels Aware. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Do it. And we're going to read scripture. For maybe. Uh, for on Sunday morning, scripture will be proclaimed. Right. How it is proclaimed, we're still sorting that out. Uh, but this morning, as we record this Monday check-in, we're going to read the scripture that I would have preached on were we not doing Angels Aware. Mm. Um, which is continuing in this line of Isaiah prophecies uh, that we often read during the season of Advent. Because yeah. I have been digging deep into these Isaiah prophecies during the season of Advent this year to focus on these themes of peace, hope, and this week, joy. I like that we're doing a Monday check-in for an alternate universe, essentially. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of. For an alternate reality. Where something different happens on Sunday morning than what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we have from Isaiah 35, <laughs> verses 1 through 10. It reads something, something like this. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, Be strong, do not fear, here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come to save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. 
No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy with gladness and sorrow, and sighing shall flee away. That's how it ends. What do you got? Some great imagery. Isaiah is, is doing a lot of painting with words in these Advent prophecies we've been reading. Um, and this one is about the deserts in bloom. And I don't know if any of you who are listening have experienced deserts in bloom, but it's a pretty remarkable thing um, to go to a place that is arid and dry after a rainstorm and watch that there is life it exists and it comes into bloom following a rainstorm. And so I, I love that image. It's a, it's a hopeful image. It's certainly a joyful image. Um, yeah, it kind of ties back into the sermon yesterday as well a bit. But uh, lots of joy. Joy abundant. Singing everlasting joy. Joy and gladness. Yeah, the word joy um, gets a lot of play. Yeah. In this passage. Um, and I assume, we should probably give a little bit of context, I assume that this is Isaiah anticipating the end of exile. Correct. Correct. Yep. And the return, the return. Um, of the exiles to Jerusalem, the reestablishment of, of the kingdom of Israel there. Um, and that's, and that is, that's kind of what the highway is all, is all about. Um, we also sometimes read related to this is um, uh, it's the Dukes of Hazard song, uh, level the hills, uh, yes. <laughs> straightening the curves. This is the um, Matthew, the prophecy of John the Baptist, Matthew. Are you? Thinking? Yeah, which comes from Isaiah. Which well, comes from Isaiah. Paraphrase from Isaiah. Yeah, um, when the John the Baptist saying they they shall make the the curved way straight and. Yeah we're, yeah, we're making a highway. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. There's the one. Right. Um, make, make, let's get a nice, easy, straight path so we can all just run down to Jerusalem as easily as possible. Yeah. Whether or not our knees are feeble um, or not won't matter. That's how easy this trip is going to be. Right. Back to, Jer- back to Jerusalem, so. A highway shall be there. It shall be called the holy way. And I love this. No traveler, not even the fools, fools. shall go astray. It's going to be that clear and straight of a road that not even the fools Mm -hmm. will go astray. It's like when you go bowling and you put the little things up in the gutter. The bumpers. Yeah. So you can't throw a gutter ball. Yes. You got to hit something. Yes. (laughs) It's going to, something, you're going to hit something. Yeah. You feel good about yourself. So. Um, where is the joy coming from? I mean, in this passage, it's coming from all over. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert is rejoicing. The blossom is rejoicing with joy and singing. I mean, this is like over-the-top joy that... Even the stones shall cry out, so to speak, right? Yeah. 
We had um, an interesting... We are in youth group last night. We were talking about um, the ways that belief leads to action and the ways that our actions reveal what our beliefs actually are. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and, and so we were talking about... We talked about peace, hope, love, and joy... And so, and we talked about okay, if we, if if joy is a thing that we believe in, as people of faith in some way, shape, or form, then what, like, what is the action that comes out of that belief? Hmm. Right. And we talked a little bit about. Um, I think we oftentimes think of joy as. This is like really a thing gregarious and like loud and because you I don't think those are necessarily the same thing. I think when we are joyful, we do sometimes behave in like exuberant ways or Mm -hmm. gregarious ways or, um, loud (laughs) ways. Um, and also I think that you can be joyful without being, um, the word that's coming to my mind is obnoxious, but that's not the right word. <laughs> Without being obnoxious about it. So and I was just thinking, okay, what are the joyful acts or the joyful actions that we're being called to? And sometimes they're big things and sometimes they're small things. Um, even just being able to find joy in a meal shared with someone, right? Um, or, or can you go about your tasks in a joyful sort of a way? Um, joy, I think, is one of the Advent Sundays that I... I don't know if I... I, don't, I wouldn't say that I really struggle with it. But it's just, it's the one of the ones that's like, okay, okay. <laughs> so what? So we're just supposed to be joyful? What does joyful do? How, do, how does that make us different hmm. in the world? I don't know. I have not reflected on joy <laughs> in that way before, Damon. Uh, and I, I do wonder. Why would you? Because it's just my weird little brain that's doing this. Well, and and, and you uh, self-identify as somebody who does not necessarily express excitement particularly well, right. and so I can see your desire to delink joy from that sort of gratuitous display of of happiness, uh, because you would like to consider yourself a person who can express joy in, in other ways, because sure. that's not your natural way of expressing joy. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe this is part of, I think maybe part of the joy in this passage comes from a, like a, a gratitude, like a place of gratitude, like a recognition of what is being done on your behalf. Yeah. Without you really doing anything about it. Um, <clears throat> so, 
Yeah. I, I just wrote the um, liturgy for Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, I, a friend of mine in seminary wrote a candlelighting liturgy for the Advent wreath that I borrowed from, and one of the lines in there that I'm not going to take credit for, but I'm going to take credit for realizing it was good, so I included it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it said that joy is the daughter of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that line a lot. Joy is the daughter. And so if, if we can express, if we can be grateful people and express gratitude, that will lead to joy. Right. And it may not be exuberant over the top joy, but it certainly is joy. And I, I, I thought that was meaningful. Um, yeah, and certainly in this passage, like there's, you know, it's going to rain. <laughs> uh, where? Verse 7. The burning sand, burning sand shall become a pool. The thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass become reeds and rushes. Right? All of that blooming, all of that blossoming is being made possible by the work of God. Right. In this yep. passage, right? Yep. And so the joy comes from this recognition of God is at work here. God has done things on my behalf or on behalf of others. And 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 let's celebrate. Yeah. That, right? And verse 10, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Yeah. And reflecting on that and then also reflecting on the theme of, of hope this past week and knowing that we've had a lot of loss in our congregation mm-hmm. in the last three months leading up to Advent, like a lot. Yeah. Um, and looking out at the congregation, knowing that there are people that are sitting with a lot of grief right now. Um, and so balancing that grief with, with these themes of hope and joy, I think is, it, it could be a tension or a tough balance. Um, and also opportunities to, to find glimmers of hope or joy in the midst of the grief that folks are feeling. And Yeah, and I'd, I don't think that we want to encourage people into um, play-acting right. joy. Right. Just because, um, yeah. which is part of the reason why um, you and other pastors in town are organizing a blue Christmas service right? Right. or a longest night yep. service yep. Um, to recognize that yes, there are moments of joy and there are moments of levity and celebration and there are moments of longing and of loss, right? I, part of like, the waiting and, ex, and expectation is this severe longing. Yeah. <laughs> For something um, yeah. that may or may not happen. Yeah. We have the benefit of being through many Christmases. Mm-hmm. We know that Christmas morning is coming. Um, but when a person is really in a place of, of just waiting, the ending is unknown. Right. And that brings with it a certain anxiety or a certain worry or a certain doubt or even just the heartache of, oh, like we used to put this ornament on the tree together and now we don't. 
Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. Like that relationship came to an end for whatever reason. Um, and, and there's pain and sadness in that as well. Like, these people have feeble knees, <laughs> wherever it was, right? So there's, like, there is also within this passage a recognition of, of the pain mm-hmm. as well. Even just like we're talking about dry land. We might assume that dry land longs for water. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped, the lame shall leak, leap like deer, the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. It does it. The joy then, in some ways, is connected to the thing that was causing its absence, I guess. Right. Did you ever see in, uh, it's the Pixar Inside Out, I think it's called? Yes. Right? And at least my takeaway from that whole thing was like sadness and happiness are connected. They can't mm-hmm. be separated from one another. Right. Like, and they're all valuable yep. things. Yep. Right? Um, and so here, when you, and this is where I think like thinking about the context behind the passage is really helpful. If you think about the where this joy is coming. The lack, I suppose, that's leading to the joy mm-hmm. makes a difference than just like, hey, it's the time to be happy. Everybody be happy now. Yeah. <laughs> because the lights are on later at night. Right. And there's tinsel. So be happy, everybody. Yeah. But none of that is... <laughs> It's going to be talked about on Sunday morning. But you can talk about it now, as we are. uh, Mm -hmm. And you can show up on Bible study at Tuesday at noon and talk about it some more if you want to. Mm -hmm. We'd be happy to have you there. Yeah. I just think like this idea of joy and where does our joy come from? What is the source of joy? That's a really interesting conversation. I agree. That you could have on Tuesday at noon. Joy is the daughter of gratitude. Well, should we switch gears? Yeah, let's. Let's do it. We've got, uh, as Damon said, worship this Sunday. Uh, We are not doing our contemplative worship service at 830 in the chapel. We are uh, encouraging everybody to come to the 1030 service, which will be held in the sanctuary, in which uh, the... The message or the sermon will be presented by the children of the church in the form of the children's program. Mm -hmm. So uh, we hope you can join us for that. It promises to be a delightful Sunday and uh, full of joy. Yeah. Uh, Particularly, children's singing are generally a source of joy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's what's happening this Sunday, which is the 11th. Uh, Sunday the 18th uh, is the fourth Sunday of Advent. And we do a kind of modified version of Lessons and Carols at our 1030 service for that. And so you'll get to sing a lot of your familiar uh, Christmas carols and hymns and hear uh, the story of um, Advent. And maybe we'll even peek into Christmas a little bit. And then that leads to uh, Christmas Eve, which is Saturday, December 24th. We will be holding four services for First Presbyterian Church. The first service is held over at uh, College View, 
which is the nursing home uh, facility here, uh, retirement community. And we do that at two o'clock in the lobby of College View. And then we're doing uh, family-oriented service at 5.30 here in our sanctuary, a more traditional service at 7.30, and then a contemplative candlelight service at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. But since Christmas Eve falls on a Saturday, that means Christmas Day falls on a Sunday. That is the way that it has worked. So what are we going to be doing for Christmas Day this year? Christmas Day, no 8.30 service. Uh, And at 10.30 in the Fellowship Hall, we'll be having a a Christmas morning birthday brunch of some sort. There'll be a waffle bar. There'll be some egg bake um, as well. And we'll sing some songs. Uh, We'll spend time in fellowship with one another, celebrating the birth of Jesus, uh, the gift of that presence in the world and in our lives. And uh, and we'll spend some time sort of ruminating uh, collectively and, and what that means. So, but don't be scared of that. It'll be fine. So, uh, so that's 1030, Christmas morning, birthday, brunch in the fellowship hall for that. So, so that's the rundown on our Advent and Christmas worship. Uh, the life of the church is still humming along here during the season of Advent. Lots of wonderful things going on. So we do invite you to participate. Uh, we still have our Wednesday Night Live uh, going on. Uh, this mm-hmm. Wednesday, they'll be primarily focusing on, uh, I think, putting the finishing touches on the Christmas program. But then yeah. the following Wednesday will be the last Wednesday Night Live of this year. And I think there's a special Christmas dinner planned. Ooh. And that promises to be Wonderful. Um, Christmas goose. Really? Is it a Christmas goose? I don't think so. Mm, yeah. I'm going to pretend it's goose. Okay. Is it roast beast? Have you ever had goose? Um, I think I've had goose. I think. I've had duck. I don't know that I've had goose. Gosh, I feel as though maybe somebody gave me some in Minnesota. Doesn't matter. I kind of want to try goose now. <laughs> there you go. I wonder if it's as good as duck. I like duck. I'm sure. It's, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. If you're into that kind of thing. Probably tastes like chicken. I would imagine. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody will know. <laughs> you can discuss that at Tuesday Bible study. There we go. As well. All right. Uh, Sunday school. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? Uh, well... <clears throat> for Adult Ed for Forum, uh, Cathedral Brass, who is our artist in residence this year and has been uh, playing, uh, this is a brass quintet, been playing at uh, worship services uh, throughout the year and will continue to do so in the, in the spring. They are currently leading a two-part forum series um, using their expertise in music um, to spend some time considering the, the music of the season and sort of uh, investigating it, I suppose. So uh, so they did their first forum this coming Sunday, and the next Sunday they'll have their second. And then that is, that's it for forums for the calendar year. So, uh, and those get recorded and posted to the church's YouTube page. Folks can check those out if they would like. So... Awesome. 
Last thing we want to remind you all of is our Advent devotional. Uh, this was put together by Damon. It's got a weekly scripture and reflection and daily prayers written by different church members and church staff members. Um, and then also has this feature that we do uh, has become a tradition. Uh, hopefully one we will continue. We've done it the last few years. Yes. And this is our what we recall reverse Advent calendar where we encourage church members to... Uh, to get something each day of the season of Advent that benefits one of our local ministry partners. Things like a tube of toothpaste or uh, towels or pine saw or cough drops and deliver those here to the church. And then following Advent and Christmas, we will deliver those to our ministry partners as a way of uh, sharing some of the hope, peace, love, and joy of the season of Advent with our neighbors. Yeah. That seems like that's got to be mostly it. I think we've covered it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's have then a closing prayer. Loving and gracious God, as we move through this season of Advent, through this season of um, expectation, through this season of anticipation and of longing, help us to be mindful in the midst of that, of the blessings that we have received, of the ways that you have already been present in our lives, of the graces and mercies that we have already found along the way. And help us, O God, to be mindful and grateful for those things that we see in the lives of others as well, for the ways that you uh, have been present um, with our friends, with our families, um, with our associates, with our neighbors, and with our strangers. Help us, O God, to be able to recognize the gifts and the blessings that have come to us and And let that recognition be a source of joy for us as we move throughout our lives and as we move throughout the world. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well then, with all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.